0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with Junior Renee Beaubrun. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to welcome you to this ongoing conversation. If you are a regular listener, a, a return listener, I'd like to welcome you back to this conversation that is now in its 64th episode. We're, we've been at this for about a year now. I'm, I'm very, very happy and fortunate that I've been uh, able to do this for uh, a full year, and um, we're just getting started. The listenership has grown. The conversations have grown. I've had robust dialogue behind the scenes with friends, family, colleagues, business partners, people that are listeners to the show that are strangers, friends of mine from overseas. There's a reason why we call this Whose World Is This? There are people listening literally from all over the world, from all the places that I've traveled to, and then some, there are people who tune in, and I get real-time information about what's going on in their world as well, and I incorporate that in some way, shape, or form into an episode. It could be one or two sentences, but it's very important that people know that when you're listening to my, sh- when you're listening to this conversation, you're listening to someone who's met a lot of people, who's been to a lot of places, who's had of a lot of experiences and reflects on those experiences constantly, who looks to extract as much from the things that they've experienced. That's who, you, who's, that's who you're listening to, someone who's in a reflective mode and an adaptive mode and is looking to see how to evolve based on what they've already gone through and what they continue to go through and experience in their present time. How can I use my past to redefine my present and how can I use those things to change a future or bring about positive outcomes in the future? So when we're having these conversations, it's not just someone that's sitting in a room who hasn't been anywhere respectfully, who hasn't done anything. The reason why I'm saying that it's because I've been, you know, I've had a mini hiatus. My last episode was January 7th. So, you know, I'm doing this more than a month later. Actually, almost a month and a half later, I'm doing this show after Valentine's Day. I had a great Valentine's Day, by the way. My fiance and I ate at this great little Japanese restaurant that we both like. It's local, in town. It was great. We had uh, sushi. We had sashimi. We had a great uh, a drink called Heaven on Earth. Uh, pineapple and syrup and it was just good she's awesome um i'm happy that i'm grateful that i have a person like that in my life she's awesome but anyway great valentine's day moving on um the reason why i was speaking about because i've been listening to some podcasts and um it's something i listen to podcasts i listen to um it's the reason why i started this I started this conversation because I realized that there was a conversation that wasn't being had, and I felt that I can fill that gap. That's the reason why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this just because it's some some, some sort of ongoing trend or everyone's doing it. You know, there are a lot of there are so many intelligent, forthright, um, um, concise, articulate, intelligent individuals that are in this sphere. But I also felt that there was something that was missing. And I was like, wait a minute, what about that? Oh, you, oh you're you going to talk about that and not talk about this? Oh, you're going to talk about this and not talk about that? And I constantly found myself in that mode. And I felt as if, wow, if I feel as if there's something that's missing and I know what that something is, then why don't I be the person to add it? And that's what I did. And that's what this is. That's me adding on. To a conversation, maybe taking it to the left, taking it to the right, flipping it on its side, flipping it upside down on its head and see what happens if we just change. You know, there's this game I used to play online. I mean, there's a, a word game called Boggle, right? And I would, I would play the game Boggle. And there was one of the little power ups that you can use to help you solve whatever words. If you're looking for words in this little, you get points by finding words. And sometimes you just spin the puzzle. That's it. Just maybe the R's and the S's were in the left-hand corner and now all of a sudden you flipped it around and now they're in the middle. And now it gives you a whole different perspective on the exact same puzzle. All you did was spin it. And oftentimes that's what's going on here. It's like, wait a minute, let's turn this whole conversation, spin it around, see what happens. And it's okay to do that. And that's what we do here. And that's very, very important. Um, And the reason why I say that is because I was. I've been listening to some people who seem to be stuck in 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 this ideological box, and they've 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 boxed themselves in, and they don't know what to do with it. If you look at our major networks right now, you take a CNN right now that's taken some very hard stances in the last twelve months, and they haven't been reading the tea leaves. And haven't been listening to the people. And that's why they have a 90% ratings drop. You want to go to war with people like uh, Joe Rogan. And the, this one and that one. Meanwhile, uh, Chris Cuomo is in violation of his journalistic ethics. You have Don Lemon who was in violation of his journalistic ethics. Who um, was leaking information to a celebrity. Jesse Smollett or Smollett who who lied in a police report about an attack that he allegedly had, an an alleged homophobic, uh, a racist attack that he didn't go through? Journalistic integrity is important. People like to feel as if they're being informed by people that are that are um, that have ethics and integrity. I can't remember. I think it was Roger Ailes that said people in uh, Americans don't want to be informed; they want to feel informed. I actually agree with that statement, the former head of Fox News, who's since passed on. And that's a very important line. People want to feel informed, they they want their confirmation bias, they want that. And right now, a lot of your traditional terrestrial cable news networks are falling to the wayside because the people have spoken. People are all along borders in Canada, in Australia, in uh, the United States. They're fighting mandates and fighting restrictions, and CNN has doubled down on those things, only bringing one group of experts on. Meanwhile, they're experts from all other sides, and the conversation didn't broaden. They narrowed the conversation, and it made them look like they were biased, even though we all know there's bias, no matter what what media you you subscribe to. But guess what happened? Now you have a 90% ratings dump in a demographic that is very, very important. No one's watching you. Meanwhile, the people that you're insulting have your fan base. And it's easy to insult people. It's easy when you've already created a a bias. You've already created a line for yourself in the sand. And we're going to talk about that a little bit because we've had a lot of conversations over the last... Several episodes about how to open up your mind to family that think differently than you, how 2022 is, is going to offer its own set of challenges, how um, we have to become closer to our family and our neighbors, because now that mo- a lot of us, more of us are working at home now than at any other time in American history. You're going to have to learn about some neighbors that are near you. If you, if you live in an apartment complex and there happens to be a, uh, maybe a gathering place, maybe by the pool, even though it's not pool weather yet, or if there's a leasing office that may have a little loungy areas, you may want to speak to the managers and the employees in corporate and say, hey, listen, we want to throw some events Here in this in this community, maybe throw a Saturday, throw your business card in a in a in a fishbowl kind of event, little networking events on Saturdays, things like that. I lived in an apartment complex in Jupiter, Florida. I really enjoyed how proactive the leasing office was into getting neighbors together. I've lived in a lot of great apartments, rented, leased, owned a lot of great little places in Palm Beach. But this one was the only one that actually took the time out to get the neighbors together. They would have events. So you found out what everybody was into. This one is selling life insurance. This one bakes cookies. This one is a caterer. This one's an accountant. This one's doing this and that and a third and so we end up exchanging numbers. Now we're waving at each other. We know we stop. We know the names of everybody's dog. And that was important. And we're going back to 2017 right now, right? 2017, this was awesome. 2018, 2019, whatever. And um, you, we're gonna have to be more proactive because there's information that's on the ground in real time that you are not going to get from those people that you've been counting on to give you information, okay? You're not going to get it from them. That's the reason why people are tuning out. That's the reason why your, your, your legacy media is, it, it, it can't compete with what's going on on podcasts and what's going on on YouTube. I remember when I first started doing this show, and i thought i was i thought i was running too long I, I thought 45 50 minutes an hour oh my gosh of just me talking i, I you know are people actually going to listen to me speak this long maybe i should cut the show and several people i knew said absolutely not and they mentioned uh joe rogan they said that guy's show is going on for 2 3 hours i said yeah but he has guests you know he's breaks it up into segments he's interviewing people you know he lets the person talk i said this is about I'm the only one talking. And people said, so what? This is a, it's very, very important that people get all of the ups and downs and peaks and valleys of the things that you're talking about. The It's very, very important. It's important that you keep it long form. So one of the main reasons why I've kept this format where it goes on over 30 minutes is because many, many people I knew were craving that. Guess what that means? That's antithetical to what you're getting in your mainstream media. Where a segment is two and a half to three minutes long, and everyone on the panel is in agreement. What? There's no real cont- contention. There's no. Pro- there's nothing that's provocative. They're not giving you different pieces of information and sources. And this box is, is there's no longer any actual debate. No one's refuting. No one's truly countering. Everyone is pretty much speaking from variations of the same side. And people are saying, "Eh, yeah, this is boring. Are you just going to be that? Is that all you're going to do right now? And when you get to do something like what I do in long form, you get to make friends. You get to make adversaries as well as allies because I, everybody gets a piece from me. Everybody gets it. If you go back to every one of my episodes from episode one to now, you will notice that everybody gets it. No matter your race. No matter your creed, no matter your political leanings, no matter your gender, I'm going to say something that you're going to agree with, or I'm going to say something that you're going to go, "Ooh, June, ouch, I don't know about that. That's good. That's okay. Guess what? You know what that is? That's called conversation. And what you're getting online, what you're getting in your terrestrial media right now, you're not getting that. And I want to read you guys a quote. It's a very important quote by a filmmaker named Albert Males, right? And he said something that was extremely important and this is important for people that are on the right no matter what your politics is whether you consider yourself a conservative you consider yourself a liberal you consider yourself ultra right you consider yourself ultra left i don't care what your politics is this pertains to you albert mails he said that tyranny is the deliberate removal of nuance tyranny is the deliberate removal of nuance what's nuance Nuance is a subtle difference, subtle differences. And when you remove those subtle differences and you decide that things are either this way or that way, that's when things become absolutist. That's when things become tyrannical. That's where we are right now in many of our politics. I'll give you a perfect example. I got kicked out of a podcast group on Facebook (laughs) about two weeks ago. Kicked out. Very respectful. They have their rules. You're not allowed to advertise your own political, your own uh, platform. You're only allowed to ask questions. You know, you're allowed to direct message other podcast people if you want them to be, you know, um, if you want to advertise with them or whatever, but you're not allowed to put your link up to your show directly. So I don't do that. But I noticed there was a thread and the thread was about Joe Rogan. The thread said, um, was Joe Rogan being re- irresponsible in his in the people that he had on, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, is Neil Young right for wanting his music taken off or removed from Spotify? You know, the parent company of Joe Rogan's show. And the guy was kind of going on, but you can tell just based on his paragraph and his assertion that um he was anti-Rogan or anti-Rogan stance as far as it comes to Vax mandates, this, that, and the third, et cetera, et cetera. And I noticed that the, the administrator and moderator of that page has said on many, many occasions, do not get political. This is about asking questions on how to promote your platform, um, what's the best equipment to use, et cetera, et cetera, but do not get political. This is what this moderator has said on many, many, many occasions. But I noticed on every one of the posts that were anti-Rogan and that were pro-mandate and pro this, this moderator was loving, 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 like, like, like. And I just smiled. And I said to myself, whoa. So I commented. I said, first off, before I get into anything, I'd like to address the moderator respectfully you said you didn't want things to ever get political. You didn't want things to get political. You wanted it to keep it about podcast, uh, about the broadcasting, the formation, creation, sustaining, promotion of the platform, not the content. You didn't want it to be about what you're doing or, or, or what you're saying or what your show is about. You wanted it to be more about how to promote it, and how to create it, how to market it, how what what equipment to use. I said, now all of a sudden you've allowed not only have you allowed this post to stay, but I noticed that you're support supporting several uh, uh, responses that are that are that are pro pro post. And the guy said, I can do what I want. It's my page, and no complaint from you or anybody else is going to change that. I was like, huh. And I said, tyranny is the deliberate removal of nuance. I said, because if you're going to allow that to be on there, then I can say I can counter this. And will you allow my counter to remain? He didn't respond. The reason why I said that was because someone else posted and said, Joe Rogan is irresponsible. He's catering to the QAnon, Trumper, flat earther, conspiracy theorists of the world. That's, that's lacking nuance because those Canadian truckers didn't vote for Trump and they're not flat earthers. They're just men and women who want to be able to do their job without having to inject something in their body and do this, that, and a third while you have England and Spain and several other countries says we're going to treat this quote unquote pandemic as if it's endemic, which means we're going to treat it like a yearly occurrence, like we treat the flu and things of that nature, because that's where we are. That's what the, their data is suggesting they do. OK, so I said those Canadian truckers are not flat earthers and QAnoners and Trump supporters. The Australians that have been under one of the most rigid lockdowns in the world are not flat earthers, quinnoners. As a matter of fact, many of them are on the left, not on the right. So they would never have voted for a Trump. Many of the people in Rome were on the left, not on the right. Those 250,000 individuals who decided to take to the streets. There are millions of world global citizens that have taken to the streets that, wouldn't, that are not conspiratorial that are not even confrontational, that would not vote for someone like a Donald J. Trump, respectfully. But yet they said, this is wrong. We do not agree with this. So I put that on there and I said, what do you say to those people? I said, your dogma is backing you into a corner now that you can't get out of. Because now you've left little room for actual conversation when you make such a broad generalization and you summarily dismiss experts in that field that have countered what you agree with you've summarily dismissing people that are more learned than you in a field that you're not even in and here you are generalizing dog and you you, you have a dogma now that's diminishing conversation that is countered to what you believe diminishing demonstrations that are counter to what you believe. What makes you any different than people on the right that are banning books right now? And that's what I said. Like I said, everybody gets it on this show because just a second ago, many, many people on the left, many people on the right were probably patting me on the back for the last two and a half, three minutes of what I said. And here I come right back around. You have people on the right that are banning books like Alice Walker's The Color Purple or George Orwell's 1984. What? What? So what makes you any different than the people that on the right that are banning books and they have their reasons? What makes you any different? Guess what? That post was removed, ladies and gentlemen. I was removed because of the nuance that I was introducing. And what did we just say? Tyranny is the deliberate removal of nuance. I was removed. And so at that moment you realize where we are. At that moment, you realize where someone such as myself, who is a prudent, practical, pragmatic thinker, you can't get me to join a gang or group. I constantly am evaluating what I believe to be true, and I see if it withstands the rigors of intellectual inquiry, and if it does, I continue on believing it and asserting it as a truth or a fact if it can withstand the rigors and if it doesn't then i choose a higher truth i choose a better truth like wait a minute this truth is not withstanding the rigors of new information it's not so based on that i have to choose a higher truth i have zero issue with that but yet the dogmas that are going on right now on the left and the dogmas on the right has everyone out there thinking, oh, look, forget about the nuances. Forget about the fact that these people are on the left. Well, what do you say to the people on the left that don't agree with the mandates? What do you say to them that are taking to the streets all over the world? Can't call them Trumpers. Can't call them conspiracy theorists. Can't call them Quin-Honors. It's Very, very interesting how these things are all occurring in our life right now. And I and I I reason why I wanted to bring this up is because. So many of my friends are angry. So many of my friends, I have a lot of friends that are on the right and I have a lot of friends that are on the left. I disagree with both, right? Like I, as far as the right is concerned, I am 100% on board with with, um, sovereignty as far as these mandates. I do not believe in the mandates at all. I am opposed vehemently, ardently, vigilantly with the mandates as they are vaccine mandates and mask mandates i am 100 percent. i think it should be a choice my body my choice period gun control i believe in the right to bear arms 100 percent. i believe in it do i believe that it needs to be certain controls that already have them you have background checks i do believe that everyone who, who owns a firearm should take a couple of classes in that firearm so you don't blow your own hand off that's all don't just get the gun put it in a little case in, in, in your closet or under your bed somewhere and let it rust G- learn how to clean it learn how to take it apart take it to the range. you know take a class or two you know i I, f- I feel that gun ranges should do a better job of educating gun owners on guns i think everyone should i think there should be some sort of one or two day intro class etc etc besides the conceal and carry and some people don't need to conceal and carry some people just want to firearm for their home they don't want to carry the gun the, the firearm. And I feel that even those people who never plan on putting the gun in their car or on their person, it's just something to guard them when they're home, they still should know how to use that firearm, how to properly store it, clean it, maintain it, uh, and fire it, you know? And um, so as far as people on the left and the Democrats, as far as the things that they want to do, I'm 100% opposed. But as far as those on the right, I don't like their union-busting tactics. Hate it. Hate the fact that there, we, as, as of right now, we don't have any, uh, we barely have any employee uh, advocacy right now. Everything has to go through a human resources department that works directly with the company that you work for, that work for the company you work for. Follow the breadcrumbs. If your human resource department is getting paid by the company you work for that you have a grievance with, they're not on your side. Your union, you're paying them dues, so they work for yous. Follow the bread. Follow the breadcrumbs. Then you'll find out who's on your side and who isn't. So, and then on the left, I can't deal with the gun control issue. I can't deal with how they deal with that. I can't deal with how they deal with mandates. I can't deal with how they deal with their idea of diversity. You know, this idea of just put someone who's color coded or a different gender in a particular category, but not different ideologies. So the band plays on, keep playing the same tune. It just can be in brown face or black face or whatever face. Or different race or different gender. okay, whatever. Great. So you put uh, you know you put a different face on the face of injustice. no problem. Good. And then you call that justice. Don't agree. But in any case, I don't want to get too far off course. It's because this is important nuance. This is what platforms like mine are about. Long form. So we get to talk about it. We don't give you two and a half minutes and then say, "Okay, that's all that there is to be to be said on this particular subject on our perceived experts. Now, you go out there in the world and go parrot what what I've just said, what we've just said here over the last two, three, four minutes. You go out there and do that. That's a problem. That's a problem. And I'm me. I'm giddy. I'm overjoyed. I'm like I'm like a Cheshire cat with the smile that I have on my face. When I hear that certain um, legacy media that have just been there, stalwarts who've cornered the market on, on, on predominant thought, how they're losing their viewership and they're losing it to people like me, not me particularly, but people like me who are in a space that are saying, wait, I'm, I'm, I have a mind, I, I, I can think for myself. Uh, I I can make one plus one. I know one plus one equals two. I can call experts too. I I can get scientists and doctors and bioethicists on, and and bacteriologists and virologists, and I can speak to them the same way you can speak to them. You you can no longer corner the market on what is considered media. And I can get my expert to counter your expert hello so for the first time in my life i finally get to see this i'm very very happy about this i don't know about you guys but i'm very very happy so what do you guys think is what i want to know what do you guys think about this uh a uh, uh, wave that's going on right now hmm what do you think? I'm texting somebody who's actually asking me about what am I going to do my show on today? That's funny. Um, sorry about that. But this is very, very important. The reason why I'm bringing it is because so much has gone on since my last episode. So much has gone on. I'm, I'm the, the, the scandals that have gone on. Uh, Joe Rogan has had to apologize for saying a particular word. I don't like to call it the N word because it's just, it's just a strange phraseology. To call one word the inward and what other word anyway we'll talk about that another day he's had to apologize for what people are calling misinformation as far as this particular uh vax uh uh, uh covet or, or or the virus that has gone on even though he's had experts speak on multiple uh, speak on both sides of people that were pro and people that were anti He's already let himself know, and he's one of the few people that has personalized it and let people know that he hasn't taken it, you know, which I felt he didn't have to do. He didn't have to do. He could have just let the experts speak and let them go about it. But he took a hard stance when he when he personalized it and said, I didn't. So therefore, at that moment, people already thought that his information would be skewered towards those who. Uh uh, uh uh don't have the vax won't take the vax don't have a mask, won't put on the mask, et cetera et etc believe in other forms of of treatment et cetera etc meanwhile, meanwhile, when you think about it, when you go on your legacy media, they haven't given anyone who's countered the prevailing narrative and let me tell you something there is a lot of data out there that says that this mandate did more harm than good, where the alleged cure was worse than the actual ailment. There's a lot of data. Are you exposed to that data at all? No. So free-form, long-form conversations such as a Rogan and others, such as a a Glenn Greenwald and others um, who used to be with The Intercept, I don't know what he's doing now, but, you know, um, who get to speak about this at length for more than two-and-a-half-minute segments between commercial breaks who get to have a longer conversation about this, you're getting more and more data being extracted. You're like, oh, whoa, didn't know that. Oh, wait, didn't know that. Yeah, introducing information for you to make an informed opinion, make an informed judgment. So when people that I knew that said, June, I don't know why people aren't taking it. They're being selfish. They're being this, they're being that, they're being this. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What about the data that says such and such and such and such? Yes, I know you didn't get that information. And note, this did not come from some sort of um, some kid, some teenage kid that's just posting fake news online. No, no, no. This is this is coming from such and such. This is coming from uh, this is verifiable peer reviewed data and statistics that you're not privy to. And then the question you have to ask yourself is, why are you not privy to it? Why are you not getting all this information? This is new and this is news. People are going to have all these experts in a box. So if if people are just parroting a particular agenda, then people who believe in that agenda will listen in for their confirmation bias and people who are saying, hey, listen, man, how come you don't have such and such on there? Then what you do is you you damage your credibility beyond repair if there's so much information now that's available. On something, And you with your billions and trillions of dollars worth of resources and research, you're not putting you're not giving that um, information equal footing on your show, at least or at least introducing it. And that way, people are going eh? Can't listen to those guys. Yeah. You know, you got you got one of the reporters there. He's he's helping out his 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 brother who's been philandering with his staff and acting unprofessionally. You have another reporter there who's been leaking information to a criminal. Who faked faked a, 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 a hate crime, and and f- and made a false claim towards police, and now has an allegation of sexual misconduct with the bartender out there, and so it's like, wait a minute, who are you supposed to be supposed to be? So you're not representing right now the people that you're speaking to, you no longer do. This is very very important. Tyranny is the deliberate removal of nuance. The conversations that we're having right now lack nuance. I had a friend of mine who thought everybody who didn't take the vax is selfish. Other person said, to take it is to be a patriot. Another person said, to not take it is to be a patriot. Whoa. Nuance. Where is it? This is why what we're doing here is important. This is why what this is is important. This is why I say to people, it's okay to make up your own mind. It's okay not to conform to what general consensus is. What you're saying may not be overly o- overtly popular, but like they like they once said, uh, what's popular is always right, and what's right isn't always popular. Guess what? It's okay. It's okay to band and 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 I'd like to send me personally I'd like to send out a fist of solidarity to all the truckers out there on the American Canadian or the Canadian American border honking their horns right now saying enough is enough enough is enough you're 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 overreach you reached it's too much we're done enough is enough enough is enough because guess what? Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister now has just uh, signed in emergency powers for him to break up the little, uh, 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 you know, protest that's going on over there in Ottawa, that's going on over there on the Amer- the Canadian American border. He's saying that's what's breaking up his economy is these truckers um, and their and their their horn honking. They're obstructing the natural flow of commerce. I have a lot of family that live in Canada. Uh, several second cousins, first cousins who live in Canada, in Quebec, in Montreal, Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, and Ottawa. And it ain't the truckers that's getting in the way. It's the police that are on every corner asking you for your papers in certain places. Where are you going? How are you getting there? You're designated to go see your friend on this side of town the cops that are knocking on your door if they're they're noticing that you have too many cars in your driveway. My cousin, listen to me now, this is how, remember what I said, I'm all over. I got family and friends all over feeding me information. This is Christmas, December 25th, 2021, two months ago. My cousin calls me, she says she had to have all of her, um, sons she has three sons three yeah three sons and a couple of them have kids she had to have them park in the garage and then she had to have a couple of them get dropped off at their house and leave their cars home because if there were too many cars in her driveway the police would knock on the door and ask to look around to see how many people are in the house this is a fact this is not hyperbole. This is not this is not some funny Facebook ad site, quanning, trumping, right winging, conspiracy theorizing. This is the truth. We had this conversation right before New Year's and she had to do the same thing on New Year's. People had to get dropped off to her house in Canada. And if she had enough room in her garage for a couple of cars, she did that. And maybe one or two cars in the driveway and everybody else get dropped off. Because if there are too many cars in the driveway, neighbors may snitch on you and tell 1-800-Hotline, 1-800-Sheeple. Um, sorry, respectfully. Um, or the cops are just roving by seeing if you are with your family and friends during the holidays. Are you kidding me? So that that's what's going on. Okay, that, that's what's going on, all right? So blaming, blaming uh, the truckers when you have any, a, a, a contingency and a citizenry that's growing more and more impatient with this government overreach, more and more impatient, that it's impacting every single last thing that they do, and they're saying that, the, that your, your, your remedies are worse than the actual ailment. And you have removed nuance from the conversation and other alternative ways of addressing this so-called issue that we have. Hmm. This is what's going on. So when you have a bunch of uh, cargo uh, in California, that's just waiting on the docks. Huh? And now you have thieves robbing uh, these cargo containers blind. Who are you going to blame? Who are you blaming? You gonna blame the? Are you gonna blame the thieves? Are you gonna blame government legislation for allowing our cargo to be left on docks for weeks, if not months, while I go to my local grocery store and I'm seeing empty shelves, and it's not because th- there's a lack of goods. It's because we haven't saw fit to, f- to find a way to get the goods into the stores. We have the goods. We don't have a, a food shortage in this country. It's the last thing we have. There's no shortage, but there's a shortage of ideas. There's a dogma that's going on. We have a shortage of, 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 of intelligent uh, 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 remedies. That's what we have of, of, of how to deal with these things logistically We've used one broad sword. We're using a hammer. And it's not a nail that we have here. But we're using a hammer. We're using a hammer to solve these problems. And guess what? Every one of us is getting banged over the head with it. So yeah, yeah, go go blame the truckers. I stand in solidarity with the truckers. I stand in solidarity with that march that occurred on Washington, I think a couple of weeks ago, where you had doctors, bioethicists, PhDs, All credentialed, all from credential, all who had the highest credentials from the most prestigious schools who are peer-reviewed intellectuals who have countered the predominant narrative. Was that aired? Did you get to see that? Did you get to see it? Was it, was it, was it, was it being shown on your local news? Mm, Maybe not. Was it shown on your CNNs and all? Was it? Mm, Maybe not. Just saying, just saying. All I'm saying is that this is going to be an interesting year because when I saw these, I saw Canada invoking emergency. Canada's supposed to be the friendly version of the United States, right? Isn't it? It was supposed to be, we're the ones with all the gun violence. We're the ones with all the this. We're the ones with the Patriot Act and the NDAA and this, that, and the third. And it's friendly Canada, eh? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Hey, eh, Canada, all of a sudden, well, you, get it, you get mandates and cops knocking on doors, giving tickets, kicking people out. That's what's been going on. I've spoken to my family and friends all throughout Canada for the last year and a half, two years. My, my, my cousins love Canada besides the weather. But they've had their issues with Canada before. The police, etc., cetera, et cetera. They've had certain issues. There, there's certain overreaches that go on in Canada that don't get spoken about. So Canada gets to keep its pristine image. But right now, it doesn't. Right now, it doesn't. And I don't want to sit here and be that sort of speak in some sort of libertarian tongue saying this is why each man is onto himself an island and you have to do things for yourself we need government to act in a certain capacity, it's why we pay our taxes so we need our firemen, we need our roads we need our bridges, we need our police officers, we need our public libraries we need our public schools, we need our regulatory uh, uh, apparatus whether it's the FDA to act accordingly, we need our, our government to support research, to keep companies in line, we need that So I'm not one of those guys that government is the enemy, but I am one of those people who believes in the people having control over their government and not the other way around. I'm one of those people that's like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And me and these other million and a half people say we need to have a a broader and a longer conversation. And then we come up to the great compromise Because we put you in office in a democracy, so that means you have to still have a conversation with us. Just because we put you in office doesn't mean we put you in office to boss us around. We put you in office because we feel that you represent the best ideal amongst us and you are equipped to speak on our behalf. That's why you got the job. We are the employers Of our government officials we hired them as soon as you lose sight of that is when you lose when you start shrugging your shoulders and going well the rules are the rules really segregation was a rule slavery was a rule hmm these things were rules Some of the most unjust, most inhuman, most inhumane, most morally repugnant and egregious things were laws. Until the people said, we don't want this to be a law anymore. And then the people decide. And then all of a sudden, the government says, well, no, we're the government. It's like, yo, what is that? You're you're a government of the people, by the people, for the people. What are you talking about? No, yeah, you, government, who the heck are? So that's why me, when you hear me speak, and I'm not just speaking from some laptop with a microphone. I'm someone who's had to go to war with police in the United States, in New York City, and in Palm Beach, and in Jersey, when a cop said, show me you're such and such and such and such. And I said, no. See, you work for my mom and dad. Cops get paid by taxpayer, a homeowner, money. Taxpayers pay for cops, from property taxes and taxes. My family owns a home and both of them are gainfully employed. You, officer such and such, work for me. And I've had to deal and I've had plenty of scuffles with police to prove it. That when it comes to authority and the legitimacy of your authority, I know the origins of your authority. Your uniform, your badge, your title doesn't entitle you to anything if you are overstepping your bounds. Pardon me for being so passionate, just going in so quickly. I just kind of went in. And the reason why I went in, I didn't go into the journals and a lot of the things that I want you guys to go out there and support that help this show grow and things of that nature. is because this last month has been illuminating. Um... I've been saying it from the beginning about what your media is there to do, that it's there to infotain, to advertain and entertain, but not to inform and illuminate and enlighten. I've said that already. have said it already. And I could give you chapter and verse out there of, of why that is true. And why, as an apparatus, it is a distraction and a detraction oftentimes. I've said that. You can go back and go check out all the other old episodes. Go back to episode one, season one. Go back to the beginning. I don't want to belabor so many points that have already been made. I would rather someone go back and listen. You know what I mean? And get something from those episodes. Because I can't even remember some of the things that I've said. Actually, I can't remember the majority of the things I've already said. They're already there. They're there for posterity's sake. So please, by all means. And we've had this conversation. So this is what's important. It's important for everyone out there to understand where we are right now in 2022. I said it. said it before. This is a year for family and friends. This is a year to listen to long-form conversations, such as mine, such as others, and discuss it with your family and friends and neighbors. Long-form conversation. You listen to a piece of this, maybe maybe. Maybe I'm ranting for an hour and a half and you're like, June, I don't have an hour and a half to dedicate to you. I got I got eight TikTok videos on deck. I got nine Instagram shorts. I got three. I got a lot going on, but I'm going to listen to 20 minutes. Then I'm going to listen to this, that and a third. But I implore you share that. Share. Go to someone and say, hey, listen to what he said between minute eight and minute 15. And let me know what you think, your thoughts because such and such was saying the same thing. What do you think about that? This is very important because you're not going to, these conversations are important. So I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that I feel that Joe Rogan is extremely important. He's extremely important to the conversation. Very important. Do I have to agree with everything that he says? Absolutely not. I don't have to, and I hate when people say that. I don't agree with everything, but I, no. I love my mother and my father and my grandma and my mom. Do you agree 100% with anybody? Is there anyone out there in the world that you 150, 60% agree with that's living right now? Hmm, no. So there's no reason for me to preface that, to say that I advocate for his right to say it, because guess what? He's the opposite of that that Facebook podcast group with that moderator who lacks nuance. You know, there's this old saying that no one wants to censor what they agree with. And I don't know if Eugene V. Deb said that or Oscar Wilde. I'm not entirely sure, but no one wants to censor what they agree with here. This man in this, this mediator moderator of this administrator of this page said no politics. You know, nothing confrontational, nothing that's going to lead to contention. We're just speaking about how to promote our podcasts, how to promote our platforms, what equipment to use, how to market, what's the most blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you allowed that speech to go on there. And I said it to that person. I said, I said, we all as platform, as content or context creators need to need to be behind him. Whether we agree with his stance or not, because there's going to be someone else out there whose stance you 100 percent agree with. And the general consensus is not going to agree with that particular person, and they're going to do everything to get that person off of the air. Where are you going to be then? Oh, where are you going to be then? Are you going to be on the same side? All, all of these journalists all over this me- the legacy media are allowing Julian Assange, who's not even a journalist, who was given the information by other sources. He's not even the one who dug up the information. You know, he's not even a Daniel Ellsberg who actually grabbed the information with his own hands. This is a person with the Pentagon Papers, Daniel Ellsberg. He's not someone who grabbed the information. He had a website and he said, if you have information that's pertinent to the people to become a more informed body politic, please upload the information to my site. And they did. And he gave it to the people. And this man right now, every single journalist out there who probably knew the same information as a Julian Assange and didn't tell us. They're mum and silent while this man is dying and he's being extradited. Now, do I have to agree with Julian Assange? No. Do I have to agree with his tactics? No. But isn't a journalist's responsibility as the fourth estate to do just that? Isn't that their job? Isn't their job to do that? Isn't that their job? I'm just saying. I don't know. So, you know, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know um, um where they are. I spoke to a journalist friend of mine who works for a, a newspaper. It's a like a, I call it a mini major. It's a medium newspaper. And I said, what's up with you guys and Julian Assange, man? How are you guys, are you are you guys okay? Waking up every morning and not saying anything about that, like I. And I know these are happening in production meetings, and 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 these are decisions being made way above you with way above your pay grade, with people get way paid way more than you. Because that man is a disruptor. and But you guys don't feel a way that he's broken the most important stories about what's going on in our world over the last decade and you guys had nothing to do with it? Like he spent more than a decade giving us the best information, the most, the most explosive and most provocative information of what how the power structure is treating us and doing to us and you guys have nothing, got nothing on it. And I'll never forget it. He looked at me, Was just he just shook his head and he put his head down. He said, man, June, I can't even tell you the things that are going on. I said, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Because I, I already know. I already know. And I, And I was kind of giving him the, I was kind of chastising him a bit because I know where his moral heart is. And I know, and I've seen the things that he's written. And I'm saying, Dude, I've I've had plenty of beers with you and plenty of conversations. That was quite watered down in comparison to how you really feel. So I told him plenty of times, dude, you're you're tremendous. You're you're a, you're a, you're one of the most, um, you know, articulate thinkers. One of the most brilliant people I know. Why aren't you just doing your own thing? You know. And he said it. He said, yo, that that own thing stuff doesn't pay the bills. Doesn't pay the bills. And I said, wow, doesn't pay the bills. Doesn't pay the bills to tell the truth. The the truth doesn't pay the bills. And the only, there's very few people right now that are getting paid to just throw out truths, throw out the information, getting real money. That's why Joe Rogan scares the establishment because he's letting people just rant on his show. He's like, yeah, just go on there and say it. You know, we'll edit it or we'll just, you know, I'll I'll take the hit and I'll take the the punch and we'll see what happens. And CNN's not doing that, respectfully. They're not. Fox isn't doing that. You see what's going on. Rachel Maddow, MSNBC, she's getting, you know, she's now taking a break from from, from her show to do a a movie, whatever. Um, Jeff Zucker had to step down at CNN. It's a mess out there in terrestrial broadcasting. It's a mess. Cause those people aren't paid to tell us the truth. They're not paid to provoke and evoke the people to really take action. Cause if they were taught to think and were brought to that point, they wouldn't be watching them. That's the irony. If, if the people were really given the information that would illuminate and enlighten and educate and inform, they wouldn't be watching them. And those shows wouldn't be as big as they are. They wouldn't have the level of corporate sponsorship every commercial break because it's the commercials that pay for the shows. So you can't piss off the bosses. The bosses are the commercials. Those shows are interruptions for the commercials. The commercials are not interruptions for the shows. The real shows are the products that they're showing you. So they have to say the things, like I said, the behaviorologists and the sociologists and the psychologists and psychiatrists and everyone goes on there and tries to find this middle ground thing that they can get the people involved in. But people who listen to me don't watch CNN. They know people who listen to Joe Rogan is up. They don't watch CNN. They don't watch this like long form conversations that fly in the face of what conventional media is saying. They're not. They're not. Now you have people watching. What's his name? This other guy, the comedian guy, Russell Brand, the Englishman. He he adds a lot of comedy and hijinks to a lot of his his dialogue. But it's it's informative. I like Russell. I've always liked Russell as an actor and as a comedian. I, I've always enjoyed his his um, his stuff, and um, it's people like him that are going to pick up the scraps with these 90% dropping, 90% uh, 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 ratings uh, dip of certain legacy media of CNN and pl- places like that. And you know, the thing with me is I'm someone who operates in an entrepreneurial space. So there's a certain kind of paradox or hypocrisy that goes on because if CNN asks me to go on there and pitch Lenore Batista's journals, I'll do it. Because I think that I have a product that informs, illuminates, and upgrades the lives of people. And you have millions of people on this show. I have no problem. I have no problem going on anybody's platform and going, hey, you know what I mean? I'll go on anyone's platform and promote what I'm doing. You know? But... If you hear me speak this way about certain people in legacy media, they'll hear this. If I send out a press release and I say to them, hey, listen, um, I have this product and I have this thing and I'd love to do an interview with someone on your thing. And then they're going to go through my episodes and they're going to see how I've been lampooning them. They're going to go, eh, not so much. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So I do this to my detriment. And this is what I mean by truth tellers don't get to get that real, 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 real money. So when we do see a couple of people out there that are taking those chances and stepping into those deep waters and getting paid, I got to respect it. Whether I consider what they're saying, the truth or a version of the truth, or at the very least, they pulled the spin button like I do in Boggle and just looking at the puzzle from another perspective, moving the letters around and seeing what else we can find, what else is going on. Very, very important. We're gonna continue this conversation, um, but before I do it, I want you guys to remember that I'm still journaling. We're gonna talk about me journaling. The next episode, I'm gonna actually do a more structured intro where you and I go through the, some of the things that I, you know, that we're promoting on this, sh- on this, on this show and this conversation. But you guys cannot forget to pick up the Lenore Batista journals. That you can find at ChavezHouse.com. That's Chavez with an S, C H A V E S House.com. And you can go and get your fitness journals, your diaries, your, your travel notebooks, a whole host of things. You can also go to Chavez House Publishing on Amazon and you can pick up all of our stuff. We have almost 100 products now, it's real. It's real. Uh, Our publishing company is growing and we want you to pick up these things. We have decorative notebooks. We have journals. Like I said before, we have different nationalistic journals. We have the Statue of Liberty. We have one with Paris with the Eiffel Tower on the front. We have uh, Caribbean journals with different countries in the islands, some in Africa. Uh, It's just a whole host of things that we have. We have obviously the Gratitude Journal, which I've neglected to use over the last couple of days. Dare I say a week or so? That's my fault. I'm journaling today. We have the gratitude journal. We have the fittest, uh, b- building my best fit life. We have the Titan Fit Journal for men. We have all of these things that are available that I want you guys to become a part of. Um, if you have any suggestions, questions, or concerns about the show, you can follow us on Instagram at Whose World Is This Two Zero Two One. Whose world is this 2021? Follow us on Instagram. And you can just DM me. Let me know what you think. You'll know it's my Instagram because you'll see me staring at an elephant and an elephant is staring back at me and it says, whose world is this? So you'll know it's mine. And then obviously my cash app, which is dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U, dollar sign June Bo. My Venmo, which is just June Bo. Feel free to leave donations. All the things that we're doing is there to illuminate to upgrade, to help improve the lives of the people that listen to us and people that we'll never meet. You know, you wanna impact, the most powerful thing I think that I can do or that any human being can do is impact not only the lives of people around them, but maybe even take it a step further and impact lives of people that you probably never come in contact with. And now with the web, now with podcasts, now with with online e-commerce, there are people that can purchase products of ours, that can hear my voice. I will never meet them, that's why I implore people to check us out on Instagram at Whose World Is This Two Zero. I'm sorry, Whose World Is This Two Zero Two One. And also email me at Whose is This at Gmail.com. That's very, very important. Because that way if you don't have an Instagram or if you're done with social media and you're like, you know what, I don't do social media anymore. I'm I'm not with that world. So then I'm pretty sure you have an email. So you can email me at whoseworldisthis21 at gmail.com. Very, very important. We continue this conversation on and on. I want everyone out there to share this with a person who you haven't shared this with before. Share one of your favorite episodes. Go back and be like, you know what, I like this episode or this is something that I wanted to say to someone and maybe I didn't have the words and June actually did a pretty decent job of uh, articulating it. Or maybe it's something that you were able to say and now you have someone else you know backing you up and i'm sort of your backup like see i'm not the only one who believes that boom look this podcast blah, blah 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 you know so um i look forward to hearing from you guys i look forward to speaking about these issues usually i name episodes i haven't named this episode usually i try to uh name an episode and i try to maintain the conversation around that episode around that title that way i don't rant and go into too many directions i haven't named this episode yet i'm gonna name it uh yeah i'll have to think about what the overall theme is or was um you know right after i'm done with it but um you guys you guys take care we're gonna keep this going and thank you for listening bye-bye